0: Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today we have a big episode. We're going to talk about social media and how to develop a social media strategy for your record label. I'm very excited about today's episode. I've been working on it for a long time. But first, speaking of being excited, I'm very excited to talk to you about a new book that just came out. Um, this is very exciting. It's called record label marketing strategies. It's something I've been working on, um, since the beginning of the year, since the end of last year, actually. And it's the culmination of a lot of the conversations that I've had with innovative record labels here on this show, as well as some of the clarity calls when I talk to new labels and of course the conversations that are happening in our community, with other record labels, and then just my own experimenting and and the different marketing things that we've tried and we've learned and we've seen work over the years. And so this is all coming together. And today I'm actually talking about social media, but I'm talking uh, from a a portion of the book uh, on a chapter on social media. So listen, if you want to check out this new book, please do. Just go to otherrecordlabels.com slash book, that's otherrecordlabels.com/book, and you can get a link to pick up the new book, Record Label Marketing Strategies, which is available now on Amazon, on Kindle, and on paperback. And I think it's coming this week on audiobook. I'm not quite sure. And you can also get it from our own website as an ebook. It's in our Everything Bundle as well. So today I want to go really deep. And I want to just give you a warning that there's a lot to go through today. And so I'm going to put the notes from today's episode available on our website. And so you just have to go to otherrecordlabels.com slash social media. That's otherrecordlabels.com slash social media. And I'm going to, I don't know if I'll I'll have a download for you, but I'll, I'll just put up all the notes because I'm going to be talking about a lot. Maybe if you're listening to this, You can, don't put it on high speed and get a pen and papers, take some notes. Um, But there's just a lot to go through, a lot of information. This is a tough subject, social media, for a lot of you, because for a lot of you like me, you got into this job because you love music and artists, not because you had an affinity for any particular social media platform. And for some of you, there were no social media platforms when you got started. In fact, no one starts off as a social media influencer and then pivots into running a record label. Maybe, maybe there's one person out there. I'd love to meet them. It's the awkward opposite where record label founders are trying to manage and keep up with their social media while running a record label. And so that's if, if you're the kind of label owner or even an indie artist who hates social media or if you don't mind it but you've yet to figure out a sustainable way to manage it, then this episode is for you. So here's what I want to cover today. First off, I want to highlight three common mistakes I see record labels making when it comes to social media. And I have this vantage point, excuse me, of someone who not only works with labels, but I often have to research labels for this show. And there are things that frustrate me. And that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to just mention some things that I see that I think you can evaluate your own operations to see if you're guilty of these things. Secondly, after we dive into the three most common mistakes, I want to then unpack three solutions to help you with your record label social media strategy. So three concepts that we're going to basically positives. We're going to talk about the negatives and we're going to talk about the positives and and three concepts that are going to help you manage the load of social media for the future. And this will help you if you love doing social media Or if you hate doing social media, I'm really excited about this week's episode. There's a lot to cover. So if you're on a treadmill or you're, uh, well, congratulations, if you're on a treadmill, that's better than me. Um, Or if you're busy working, I don't want you to miss what we discussed because there's a lot we're going to go through. So you can get the notes from today at otherrecordlabels.com slash social media or pause, slow down this app and grab a pen and paper. So let's talk about the three uh, most common social media mistakes. Number one, and I think you know this, is copying other people. There's this great quote by Justin Welsh that says, mastering social media doesn't mean doing what you see other accounts doing. And, and this, is, this is so true because a lot of, of us will look at popular accounts and think, okay, in order to master social media or to be good at social media, I need to do those things. And that's not necessarily true. What works for some people on social media may not work for you. More importantly, what works for some people on social media may not be working for them. And that's something to keep in mind as we think, oh, they've got this great strategy or they're doing this, but it isn't actually working for them. Maybe they're getting engagement or they're getting followers, but we really need to measure if it's achieving their goals or whatever objectives that they've set out. The other thing I hate about copying other people, not just in social media, but in running your entire label or in running any artistic endeavor is creativity. And I didn't say this as somebody else did. I'm copying them. (laughs) Creativity is the opposite of competition. Competition is the opposite of creativity. And so what we really want to realize is that when we're we're in a creative industry. We're in the arts industry, and we're supposed to be innovative companies. And when we're copying people, we're not being innovative. And I think what ends up happening is, copying people becomes a great way to make yourself invisible because you just look like a pale imitation. Sometimes a good imitation, but most times a pale imitation of people who are doing a certain social media strategy right, and you're doing this. Uh, there, you're copying their social media strategy, and it might be working. Um, but at the very least, it 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 could be making you invisible because people are becoming desensitized to the same type of call to actions, the same type of posts. Uh, and that's not a good thing. So the number one most common mistake I see is people copying other people. And I don't often mean that in a, you know, it, that's not an accusation. That's not necessarily saying that you're going out there and you're lazy and you're just copying other people. What I think is happening is that you're failing to create your own objective. You're failing to be innovative in this space. You're innovative when it comes to manufacturing, uh, putting together great packaging on cassettes and on on vinyl. You're innovative when it comes to finding artists, where you find them, what kind of artists you sign. But we're not always innovative when it comes to social media. We're maybe not always innovative when it comes to a lot of the marketing and business side of things. And that's what I want to kind of address. The second... Mistake I see record labels making on social media is failing to de-platform. Failing to de-platform their followers or their visitors or whoever stumbles upon their profile. What do I mean by that? What does de-platforming mean? People are not easily moved from one platform to the next. Meaning if you have a follower on Instagram, if they read your story or if they see your post, it's very difficult to move that person to your objective destination. So that could be Bandcamp. So if you're promoting a new album and you have a pre-order up on Bandcamp, or maybe you just got added to a playlist and you want people to hop over to that playlist and follow the playlist, or maybe you just released a new single on Spotify, you want people to hop over to Spotify. This is a very difficult task because a lot of these platforms don't make it easy. Uh, we want to be conscious of this fact when we're promoting something. It's easy to join a Facebook group when you're already on Facebook, or to follow someone on Twitter when you're already on Twitter. But this idea of cross-platform is very, very difficult. Uh, and so, what we need to do is we obviously we can maximize in-platform promotions as much as possible. So that means. Bandcamp editorial, if you get featured on their new and noteworthy section or in their Bandcamp editorial, that's great because what we're acknowledging here is that moving people off a platform to another platform is very difficult. But if they read about you on Bandcamp, they're more likely to click right through and buy something. I know this to be true because I've been featured on new and noteworthy. I've been featured in the Bandcamp weekly and Bandcamp monthly and the editorial stuff, and it's resulted in actual sales. And I think that's because it's a smooth transition for them to click on the article and then they can press play while still reading the article and a little um, dialogue pops up in the bottom right corner and your album is playing and then there's a little buy now button and they can click, click buy and their credit card's already in their account. And so this is a very smooth process. S- same with you know Spotify takeovers and homepages uh, or call to actions that are relevant actions within the platform that you're advertising on. So if it's follow me on Instagram or like this story, those are easy to do. But what I'm seeing is that a lot of artists and a lot of record labels are failing to de-platform people. And so if you want them to sign up to a mailing list, or if you want them to come to your website or to hop over to Bandcamp or to hop over to Spotify, um, that's really that's really difficult. So we need to acknowledge that it's it's difficult. It's not a smooth process, but we know that it is important. We know that having a follower means nothing if they're not going to help us reach our goals and our objectives. You can't make money on Instagram. Of course, influencers, they have their ways. But for us, if we're trying to sell records, that really can't be done by just having someone follow us on a social media platform. We need to de-platform them. So make your cross-platform promotions as frictionless as possible. If your objective is to have someone follow an artist from Instagram, make it bold and easy to click that link that takes them directly to a follow button. If it's signing up For a newsletter or entering a contest, make it idiot-proof and smooth, whatever that objective might be. If you are doing some sort of cross-platform promotion, make that very, very smooth and easy. Number three mistake I see is not having an objective. And I think this kind of leads to, I mean, these are all, all three of these points are very closely related when you think about it. And I've been thinking about this episode now for a few months I've been working on. I've just been going for walks and adding thoughts to a little ongoing uh google doc for today's episode and i'm realizing that these three points are really connected and the third and final point is not having an objective why are you on these channels why do you show up every day and to be honest for a lot of you it's probably fomo right you see other labels and businesses that do social media and so you assume that you should do and that i get that i am the exact same way i get a kind of a a certain degree of FOMO that kicks in uh, in in different severities at, at various times during the month. And sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get back over to TikTok. I got to open that. What's my password again? And I got to post something. And then I post something. Then it doesn't really work. And I abandon it. and I, And then I come back again when I see somebody else be successful. And this goes back up to our very first point about copying other people. And so let's talk about goals because there's objectives and there's goals. Objectives are basically this macro thing of why are we using this platform? And oftentimes it's to achieve a certain goal. And we have to ask ourselves, what is our goal with using a certain platform or maybe even posting a certain thing? When we post something, see, let's go back to it for a second. For a object, objective, will be I use social media. And if you're a record label, I use social media to support my artists financially. That's the big thing. Okay. We want. To let people know about a new album so that they cross-platform over to Bandcamp and pre-order the vinyl. I want people to know about my new single so they cross-platform from Twitter or Instagram or Facebook over to Spotify or Apple Music and add that new single to their library, right? That's Those are the, the main objective is to use social media. Now, for some of you, it might be different. And if you have an objective, that's great. Share it with me. But for a lot of us, it's to promote our releases and to promote our artists. That's our job as record labels. So under that are individual goals. So for a time, let's say, for example, um, one of the things as an independent artist myself, I've noticed to be quite... Um, fruitful is when people follow me on Spotify. So if you go to Spotify and you go to my artist page and you click follow, I find that to be quite fruitful. And I've been trying to grow that number over the years. And by fruitful, I mean, it generates income because I like to be prolific on, on, on uh, DSPs. I like to release something once a month, whether that's a B-side or a live recording or Um, an artist commentary or just a proper single or a proper album. I like to try to release something once a month or once or twice a quarter at the very least. And I found that if people follow me on Spotify, that they get those songs automatically added to their release radar playlist on Friday. And now I can rely on a, a certain few thousand plays automatically from my followers in the first day or two of releasing anything, anything at all. And so unless, you know, it's like a, like a commentary thing or or something I've already released, but for the most part, I can, I can depend on a certain amount of uh, plays to come through, which is small, but still generates income. And so that's my, for a lot of things as an independent artist, that's my goal. And so my goal is, and, and I'm now writing this down, saying it out loudly, is that when I'm posting something, my goal is to have them come over to Spotify and follow me. And so I'm going to make that process very uh, frictionless for my my visitors and very smooth because I've said, I'm posting this with my goal. And so when you're posting something, what is the goal? You should really ask yourself, what is the goal? What's my primary destination? What is my primary goal for a new visitor or follow? Uh, what is your greatest ROI? Maybe that's uh, across the board. Where do you really want people to go? Is it your band camp? Uh, is it a YouTube channel? That could be for some people. And is it the Spotify? Maybe you have one playlist for your record label uh, or you're a curator and you have a great playlist that actually generates revenue for your artists that you've put on that playlist. Whatever that is, we should know that. And sometimes those goals will change. We have our primary objective that's over top of everything. But sometimes we might say today, our goal is pre-orders. And so we're going to try to bring everybody over to pre order So all of my call to actions are pre-order related. Other times it might be about having people hop onto a playlist. So what's important is just make sure you know what your goal is and have some tangible goals and really think about your your primary objective. And I'm telling you, I think what it should be is that having people hear our music and support our music right that's what we use social media for if it's something different right now if your primary objective is fomo um that's a problem so hopefully our primary objective is for people to hear our music and to support our artists and then under that will be goals and so there you go the three most common social media mistakes and i've got on the second half of this episode we're going to talk about some solutions and i'm going to make it really really simple for you because i personally I'm speaking to myself here. These are all things that I really struggle with and that I find to be very difficult, especially as not like necessarily um, passionate about social media. I'm of the age where I don't get everything and I don't like it. I'm more fearful of it. I'm more annoyed by it. So i try to look for ways where I can just make it happen, make it exist, have it do its job and not have it bother me. And so, that's what we're going to talk about. So the three most common social media mistakes, just to go back over this, copying other people, number one, number two, failing to deplatform them to the platform where your goals and objectives are. And then number three is not having an objective and not having goals. Okay, now here's a healthy way to do social media as a record label. And we have three things I want to go through really quickly. Number one is give yourself a break. First of all, you don't have to do social media if you don't want to, or you can just do the platforms that you're most comfortable with. Some people may not believe me when I say this or or think this is sacrilegious, but a, a record label can survive without social media. I mean, they've certainly done it in the past and and maybe just try it out for a few months and see how it affects things. But here's what I want to make you do first and and this can really help you in deciding whether or not you should give yourself a break. We should analyze your analytics, which is redundant, but Before we make a decision, let's take a look at some numbers here. I love that quote. What gets measured gets managed. Calculate the reach of your last three posts on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Reddit, etc. Determine which platform is performing best and should be maintained and which platforms could be scaled back or removed. Measure also from your website's analytics which platforms are driving people to your com and so if you have a squarespace or a wix or a wordpress site you probably have some sort of analytics in the back end and you can see the source of people coming to your website and you should be able to know on a monthly basis how many people reddit pushes to your website or how many people twitter or instagram or TikTok pushes to your website Also, easier than that is going to Bandcamp. If Bandcamp is one of your primary destinations, take a look at some of the uh, analytics in the back end. And if you have a label account or a pro account, you get even more analytics. But you should be able to look at the source of where these people are coming from. And you might realize, hold on a second, in the past 30 days or 90 days or in the past year, nobody has come from TikTok to our Bandcamp or maybe five people a month come from Instagram to our band camp. Is that enough to keep things going? So it's really important that you review these analytics and just have an idea. Cause I think that'll make your decision to whether you give yourself a break on all of social media or just certain platforms that you remove. uh, If you were to analyze their performance, because otherwise what good are they? Are they vanity metrics? Do they make you feel good about yourself? If that's true? Okay, cool. Is it all just for FOMO? I, I get that. I do the exact same thing, but I think it's really helpful and freeing to look at our numbers and go, "Listen, if we run this label off of Bandcamp, or if we run this label off of our website, and I'm looking at my analytics and realizing the posts and engaging I'm doing on Reddit or on Twitter, and the amount of time I spend over there is not bringing anybody to my site, or maybe the the TikToks that I feel peer pressured to create are not doing anything for me." but my Twitter account is doing something for me. So let's drop that TikTok one that I started out of FOMO and maintain the Twitter one, which is a little bit more up to my speed, which which kind of brings me to another point of you should review your ideal customer avatar. And this is something we've been touching on a little bit and we touch on the book a lot more, is figure out which platforms are the most preferred from your audience. And you should know, I mean, your audience should be made up of Similar types of people and similar types of music fans and and in a a similar demographic, a lot of record labels have fans that are of uh, of a certain age or or from a certain area. And we should really review where these people are spending their time. Maybe it's not TikTok or Instagram like you think it might be. Maybe it's actually Reddit or maybe it's YouTube, and you you don't have a YouTube strategy at all. Maybe it's podcasts or. Or Twitter. And so don't waste your time or overvalue the wrong platforms. And, and that's all under the, the banner of giving yourself a break. I think it's very important that we measure things. Also, number two is to un- understand social media for what it is, which is another touch point. Consumers need at least seven or eight random interactions or touch points with a brand before they convert or begin to trust the brand. And social media provides us with free, essentially, touch points with our audience members. Social media also provides us with, essentially, free online ads. For example, in 2020, the average price for 1,000 impressions on Facebook ads was $7.19. So this means that if your daily post on social media that you post for free garners 100 organic impressions on Instagram and 250 on Twitter and 500 on TikTok and 50 on Reddit, et cetera, it could be the equivalent of spending $10 a day on paid ads or more. And so that's something that is kind of interesting about social media. We just think of these uh, platforms as just another touch point in addition to the videos we're posting on YouTube or or in addition to Getting music played on radio or the word of mouth work that we do. It's just another touch point. And it's also a way to do free ads. And so maybe we don't think of it as us trying to become social media influencers, but just saying, hey, listen, if I film a little video talking about this new vinyl pressing we have, showing the vinyl, and I post it on YouTube Shorts, and I post it on uh, Instagram Reels, and I post it on TikTok, and I maybe try to upload it to Facebook as well And, and Twitter if it's short enough. Combining all of those, we might get a 1,000 impressions. If you have a huge following, you might get 10,000 impressions. I I know social media squashes our impressions a little bit, but if you get a 1,000 to 10,000 impressions from one post, that's the equivalent of spending $10 or $100 on paid ads. And so we look at it that way. We're like, oh, social media is great. I don't need to overthink it, stress too much. It's just free impressions. It's also important that we don't that we understand each platform's primary objective, like their primary objective, which is to keep users engaged or addicted so that they don't leave. And that's really important for us to acknowledge so that we don't waste too much of our business's time promoting someone else's business. And finally, number three is to create a sustainable strategy. Make a strategy that... I'm sorry, this is uh, is heavy stuff. I apologize here. I'm like running out of breath, but I, I think it's important... Um, and you know, my overall objective with this episode is just to kind of relieve the burden from you a little bit and to try to give you something that you can say, okay, I'm going to drop these platforms or I'm going to focus over here, or I'm going to come up with a a, a schedule that is sustainable for me and and doesn't do my head in. So I want to encourage you to make a strategy that works for you, that you can comfortably manage on a weekly basis. If it's too audacious, it won't get done regularly. So here's my social media strategy that's worked for me in the past, and I want to share it with you. And I'll put this in our little document or on our webpage at otherrecordlabels.com slash social media. But post something on your social media platforms five to seven times per week or whatever you want to do. and, And I'll show you how this is easier than it sounds. But assign an objective or a theme, or I should say a goal or a theme to the days of the week and this will help you know what to post and it'll help you stay consistent. So let me explain this. I have this, I've done this with other record labels. And I think I've talked about this in the past. And I think I talk about it in the new book as well. But I basically take in seven days out of the week. Well, there's only seven days in the week, but I take in Monday through Sunday. And I've just written a little one line uh, of what I should post on either Instagram or Twitter or wherever it goes. I don't care. So Monday, and so this will be an example for and and what I did when I made this chart is I printed it off and just posted it above my desk. But Monday, I here's an example for your record label. Monday, share an inspirational quote or you know something that you've been reading or you've learned or a lyric from one of your releases, for example. Very simple. That's every Monday. Every Tuesday, share a behind-the-scenes piece of content from your label. So that could be you packaging um, boxes. Uh, Asian Man Records does this really great on TikTok. It could be a TikTok video of of you hanging out with your artists or working with your artists, or it could be something that the artists create for you. And so, you know, once a month, an artist on your roster will fill this Tuesday slot. Wednesday could be promote someone else in your community. So not your label, another label. I know a lot of you do this really well. Promote an artist who's not on your roster, believe it or not, or promote an organization that you admire, you love. Thursday promote the various ways that your audience can support you so maybe um patreon or or merch <clears throat> and then um promote your newest release on Friday this is new release Friday so on Friday we promote our newest or our most current release Saturday uh I've put in on this chart which you can view in the notes uh, a day off just Put a day off and say, Saturday, we don't post anything unless we have to, unless like the band's doing a special show. No pressure. Saturday's a day off. And then Sunday, promote a back catalog release. And if you're using a platform like Later or or another scheduling platform, you can like schedule all this at one time, believe it or not, which is kind of fun and take the pressure off you. Try that out for, you know, try your own schedule. Take this chart and make your own chart and try it at your own pace and try it for a month. Try it for four weeks straight and, and then look at your analytics and say, hey, my analytics were the same. So the strategy was just as easy, if not easier than having to think of something new every day and being reactive as opposed to being proactive. Or you might look and say, hey, this actually worked better. Uh, but either way, I think you'll find this to be just less stressful than having to think of something or having that FOMO that other people are posting things. So maybe you should as well. Okay. That was a lot. I apologize. I hope that you got something from that. I hope that there was something that you can apply to your own record label, social media strategies. You can download my notes uh, from today's episode, including this graph uh, as a sample, uh, a template that you can use for social media. Go to other dot slash social media for everything from today's episode. Also portions of today's episode were taken from the chapter on social media from my new book, called Record Label Marketing Strategies. And you can get that now on Amazon. I'd love it if you checked it out. Leave a review if you like it. Uh, and it's also included in our everything bundle on our website. But go to otherrecordlabels.com slash book. com slash book to check out that new book. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening.